Welcome to the Desert Heathens Podcast, where we sip a new bourbon every episode and rattle our way through controversial topics. I'm Kelly. I'm April. I'm Taylor. And, and we're, we're the, the Desert, Desert Heathens. <laughs> so today we're discussing nature versus nurture and how it affects us as growing up, you know, as children. Is it in our nature to be one way? Is it nurture? And in, along with this episode, we are going to be drinking a Brothers Bond bourbon, which, if anybody knows, it's the brothers from the Vampire Diaries. And this podcast is based on us siblings. It's to help us establish our own individuality in this world. A non-disclosure, we are not therapists, and everything we're going to be discussing is pretty much based on our own personal experiences. So don't say we took it off the cliff because it's going to make you feel better because we will not be helpful. <laughs> and we have no money. <laughs> <laughs> so S-O-L. And to the family members that will be listening, we forgave you. <laughs> we just feel that it is important for us to reach people, help someone. And especially in a time in this world where we are not listening to the cries for help we're too busy badgering and being angry and hurtful so now here we go okay so who's gonna kick us off um uh, not me probably you because <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start with um the bourbon since, you know, yeah we're gonna start off with this bourbon if i can get it open okay. Of course you don't. Why would you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, you can just be a heathen and use your teeth. Oh, that would be gross. Or... Don't do that. And... Twisty, twist, twist. Why didn't you beforehand? Is what I want to know. Well, we were kind of focusing on getting the <laughs> light. Right <laughs> with the big light. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then... And... I also want to show that this bottle has never been opened. Yeah. It's delicious. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> it's bourbon. So it we'll looks see. delicious. Too bad you're not here to try it. It actually yeah, smells I know. phenomenal. Whatever. Just rub it in. Yeah, I'm going to. It smells really <laughs> good. Whatever. That's cool. It does. Brothers Bond Bourbon, I have it. No, wow. just kidding. Anyways, how are we going to kick this off? Uh, what were we talking about what? the other day that uh, got us thinking about it more? Well, what's a story that sticks out that you think, I guess, our parents or like Becky or anybody that sticks out and be like, wow, I'm going to remember this for our lives? Uh, well, you know, I don't remember anything, so. <laughs> Dude, same. <laughs> same. Well, like, whenever you proposed this uh, topic, the first thing that came to mind was um, siblings with alcoholic parents. One sibling is a raging alcoholic. The other one it never touched alcohol in his entire life. Uh, and when you ask the brothers... Uh, why they both say because my dad is an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. 
Please. Pardon us. Children. Sawyer is still awake. Yeah, no, and I think that's absolutely true. You know, a lot of people blame their parents on this. For their problems. Yes. I'm like this because of my parents. When it's like, I've, oh. you get to choose. Like, yes, you have that predisposed, like, my parents are alcoholics, but I feel like at the end of the day, you get to choose if you want to be like them or if you don't. Yeah, and I think it also comes back to, like, our parents got divorced when I was 15, you know? Yeah. You were, you were four, you know? Like, what do you, is it in our destiny to just sit there and repeat uh the same our parents yeah no we grew up and you know i'm not i want to say our parents did the best they could at a young age to raise us yeah that's also we went through things you know like we thought it was normal for us to beat each other up and knock each other out because that's what our dad did with us that was his way of showing his love and his affection when you see it now as an adult. That's not how things are supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to be. Well, I feel like it's so hard because when you are in that situation, when you are in a household that isn't the healthiest, you grow up thinking that it's so normal. You know, like you don't know that you deserve better or that things aren't supposed to be that way until you get out of it. And I feel like so many people they can't like there's nowhere for them to go to get out of it to realize that they deserve better yeah and i think that comes back to the the nurturing do we think for ourselves or are we thinking with what our parents gave us you know hell our grandmother they're democrats our family has always been democrats yet dad tried to instill in us that you know think for yourself you need to think for yourself. You need to find out what's best for you. And I can remember from the longest time since all right, forever, and yes, this is probably going to get political, but I never agreed with the Democratic Party. I never yeah. believed in Yes, I think we should help people. By all means, we should help people and give them a helping hand. But how far is too far where they end up relying so much on the government? And hell just growing up growing up you know you see people that lived off of the the lone star system or the Mm -hmm. medicaid system and there's a lot of people that i went to school with that i know that lived off of that and now they have kids and they're living that same system yep and i've ran into these people and we've talked and well that's how i grew up yeah i grew up on the system why would i want to get out of the system when the system is taking care of me when I think in all, I may not have any kids, but I also feel like we need to raise our kids, our children, our nieces, our nephews, our little cousins. We need to raise them to be successful, not set them up for failure. And yeah. I think part of that, our generation is so wound up in emotions and feelings and tantrums. We can use <laughs> we can use Sawyer as an example. The tantrum queen. Y'all I'm not saying you and Spencer did anything wrong. It's just, y'all wanted to give her love and affection, and, and what happened to it? It turned around and bit me in the ass. And <laughs> yeah. a terror. And, and, and we're trying to break her from that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the girls. Temperance was freaking rotten. Mm-hmm. As 
as a for infant. Uh, she, her first three years of life, uh, she wasn't in the best environment at home. Mm -hmm. It was a very, um, not a lot of love in the household. Yeah. But she grew up with a lot of love in her heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sawyer, she, her first three years were a lot more loving than Temperance's. And I'm not saying that Sawyer's not loving. She's very, yeah. very sweet when mm -hmm. she wants to be. But she's spoiled, literally rotten. Yeah. You know, that's why she has her tantrums. She gets everything that she wants and she doesn't know any other way. Temperance pretty much had the same thing, but with the lack of love mm -hmm. in the household. Not that I didn't love her or Mima or anybody. And there comes with the question, is it nature? Yeah. Or is it nurture? Are we, are we wired a certain way the moment we're born to become who we are today are we? i feel like we, that... i feel like we are wired a certain way because you're i feel like you're gonna be who you're supposed to be but i feel like it's also a part of growing up where you grow up because there are certain things that i do that i can track back to oh this is because this is what happened when we were kids, and this is what we did, and this is why I do the things I do. So I feel like it has to be a little bit of both. Like, you're set to be a certain person, almost. Like, you have your foundation. Big part, too. Yeah. When I went to Spirit Halloween, having a grand old time with the children's, and then, you know, the lovely habit of our father, when you're done, you're done, and you want to leave. And When's the last time I've gone anywhere with daddy? Mm -hmm. But that's just how it goes. Like, that's just something that was instilled in me because that's the way daddy always was. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and you just, it's just like getting frustrated and angry. You know, like when you get upset over like just working goats, you know, goat doesn't go the right way. Fire's initial reaction is beat the living crap out of goat. When it it's not it's not that animal's fault that they don't no. know any better you know it's just like what's what's going on in del rio that we talked about earlier you know there's so many adults pushing hatred and there's a lot of these children that are looking up to these adults and they're seeing them pushing this hatred and it's, and it's not it. hatred and it's hatred all around the circle it's the liberals the conservatives the democrats the republicans they're pushing well i don't agree with you and this and that and you're pushing that hate instead of you know let's sit here and talk about it like, Tell let's come why. up with a freaking solution yeah you know? children are the future of our tomorrows and they're, they're the seeds of the earth they're the trees they're children are everything and i strongly believe that children should be protected they mm -hmm. should i mean Heck, remember when about getting you're on the fence about getting temperance is baptized and yeah. everybody pushed for it and everybody pushed for it and you're just kind of like, nah, nah. And I think that comes back to like that spirituality. Whether you believe in God, whether you are a Norse pagan or you're a paganism, whatever you practice, children are pure. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. the light. they're everything. And when a child gets touched by darkness, you see that, especially us when we have been touched by darkness. Yeah. We've been touched by things that we shouldn't have ever gone through. And I think that had a lot to do with why we came out the way we did and lived the way we did. But back to like temperance is we just wanted to get just that protection, you know? And I think, it, and 
And all, all that comes back with faith. It mm-hmm. comes back to what with what you believe in. Like temperance is in a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. I'm not a practicing Catholic, raised Catholic. Yeah. I went for the school because it's a good environment. Yeah. Yeah. I might not necessarily agree with the religious aspect of it. Um, but it's a good structured place for her. They, it's a small school and you know what, if she's going to learn, she's going to learn a sense of spirituality. Mm -hmm. When she was younger, she was really, really, really deep into God. And I I believe she still is, but she has her own little twist on it Yeah, that she's created on her own. Mm -hmm. She takes the interest, she takes some of my interests, my crystals and the moon and the grounding, my little practices that I do. And she ties that in with her own spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful. I don't push my shit on her. You no, know, and that comes and, back and to because she needs to. They be also need children. Also need to be an individual, but an individual with structure. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up with structure. That was our biggest thing: was structure, structure, structure. And when the divorce happened, we no. lost that structure. No and structure. There was no structure, mm-hmm. and now we look at us now as adults is we get lost as fuck when we don't have any structure in our yeah. lives. You yeah. Know? And that comes, that's, that's the nurturing part of it. You know, we realize how important structure is to all of us, you know, and trying to get that back and grasp it. And then there is a time when I used to use drugs, you know, I, everybody was like, well, why did you use it? And I knew like my brother, he's going to be a part of this, by the way, it's just, they're in the middle of hunting season. Um, he would always say that he did it because he liked it. He just did it because he liked it. That was his thing. I did it because I felt normal. I was able to focus. My mind was straight. Yet, growing up, I was never exposed to anybody that did drugs. I went out on my own, and I found it on my own, you know? Our parents didn't do that. Growing up, our parents never drank. Yeah. Ever, ever. Ever. They did not drink. The Roy Hurley that y'all know is not the Roy Hurley that I know. It's not the one that April knows, the one Taylor knows, or even my brother knows. Y'all... Everybody, we learned different parts of our parents, but we still did not grow up with them drinking until the divorce happened. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't. It wasn't their thing. I know dad's thing was that he didn't want to sh- expose us to stuff like that. They would throw parties and hang out, and he would be outside drinking a Coke. He would drink fucking Dr. Peppers and Cokes. Like, that was his thing. And he wasn't drinking. And if he did start drinking, he waited till all of us went to bed, and we weren't around, and we didn't know he was doing that. And that's... A lot of respect towards that because a lot of people don't do that nowadays. It's, yeah, they expose their children to a lot of stuff that that they shouldn't be exposed mm-hmm. to. I think the there's this. I was watching a movie the other day, and it was based on in, I don't know what time period, um, but it was when racism was a super really big thing. Uh, like today. No, like it was. It yeah, was like but- Martin Luther King era. Shut up. Uh, so there's this little kid, and he's sitting in the stands, and um, people are using a lot of really, really terrible racial slurs. And the little kid is like looking around, and he's really, really confused because you can see that he doesn't understand why they're doing this. He doesn't understand why people are singling this one person out, and he doesn't know what it's for. And so he's just looking around and he's super confused. And at this point, his dad hasn't said anything. And his dad finally like jumps in and says something super not cool. 
And the second that his dad said something, then the little kid goes and says a racial slur. And it just, it goes to show that, like, when it comes to kids, they don't, they don't, they don't see color. They don't see wealth. They see the person that you are. Mm-hmm. And so it comes back to it's how you it's this situation that you're in and it's how you raise your kid. You know, if you're if you're sitting here and you're putting hate into their heart and you're speaking hate, that's what they're going to know. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like when growing up. Um, hell, dude, you're probably too young to remember old brother Walt. Walt was my grandpa's best friend, and he was black. And hell, we thought him and grandpa were brothers for the longest dang time. You know, we had no idea that they weren't brothers because it was part of the family and everything. And as children, you don't see that. You treat you don't you you don't see you don't see people because it makes no sense. You know, it doesn't make sense why you would look at somebody and see, oh, they're a different color than I am, so I'm gonna be an asshole. Like that yeah. just doesn't make sense until you're older, and then it somehow it becomes a really big thing. Yeah, they, they your mind gets warped. You know, yeah. There's something that uh, mom always said to us. You know, treat others the way you would want to be treated. Exactly. Yeah. Man, for the longest time, I was a very ugly person, and I did some very ugly things to people. And I never understood that why I was that way until I got older, until I got into therapy, and I started finding who I was as a person and realizing that's wrong. And I started realizing I was treating people that way was because I was treated that way. Yeah, absolutely. I I was treated that way by someone I looked up to, someone I admired, and it's an ugly feeling because no one could understand why you would, why I would act like that or why. And I feel like, I feel like it also has to do with like, deep down, that's how you want to be treated. You know, like when I, before I like really got, I was okay with the fact of me being gay. I was just like, really not cool with it you're gay yeah yeah guys i'm gonna air this out (laughs) i was i was really not okay with it i was like i cool do you i'm not gonna be an asshole to you because that's who you are i totally get that but like i'm not okay with it yeah and it came down to like i wasn't happy with myself and you know when you are different from the rest of the world in whatever way that is you don't want to be and there's a part of you that hates yourself for being different because you can't you can't change that and i think that's whenever you start being assholes to other people is because you're so angry with yourself yeah no and let me ask you this you felt that way because the person that you loved and looked up to treated you that way yep is that absolutely the way you did is because you saw the man that you lived with and helped raise you put off that type of energy. And that comes back to kids see this energy. Kids Mm -hmm. know these things, you know, you think they don't notice, but it's simple as, well, turn the, turn that, turn it off like a switch. You know, it's just, you can, as a child, you can't, you don't understand or how to comprehend that as an adult. Now, you get an anxiety attack. You're just like, turn it off, turn it off. You know, I'll yep. do it 
you you flip that switch. Yeah, hilarious. And you say <laughs> flip the switch. We're watching this is from Vampire Diaries, and oh my god, you're turning off your humanity. <laughs> exactly. But it's just as kids, you can't do that, man. I remember being little and climbing up on mom's lap, and mom and dad never cried ever. Yet I was the biggest damn crybaby. I you still cried. Are. Oh, I know. Dude, you really? And are. I still do. I saw, and there's I no, saw I just... this thing on TikTok. And it was, um, it was, uh, you know, when your dad is like super emotional, like emotionless and doesn't show any. And when your mom's overly emotional and then it's like, and then there's me. I just bottle everything up until it explodes. Yeah. That's, that's so cute. Thank you. And I think that's like kind of all of our problems, you know, I've always had really big emotions. Yes, know we to... know. <laughs> you, you, you feel things in extremes. Yeah, it's either, you know, really high or really low. I don't have a medium ground. Um, I feel everything or I feel nothing. Yeah. yeah. So that's dope. Uh, well, then again, like, you can track that back, though. Like, when you look at our parents, like, there's our mother who feels so much so so much all the time she feels so much and she expresses that Uh and then you have our father who feels nothing feels nothing and expresses nothing and so we grew up in that household where there are completely two different things and so that leaves us in the middle of like we weren't taught on how to feel normally you know we weren't taught that there's supposed to be a middle ground yeah but we don't have that. Which is, I find hilarious because Ita would tell us stories about dad that he critter. felt everything. Everything, you know, all the time. And then from one day to the next, he just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, curious. I'm curious on what caused that. I I am too. Yeah. Because there, ha- there, there has to be something. There, you don't... Oh, and, Oh no! Say, that was my fault. You know, there was again. It comes oh, back to 15 you seeing fifteen years old, and you're in a relationship where it is a very toxic relationship, and your parents see how toxic it is, but you don't want to break up out of that relationship because you want to keep pissing them off. Like you, I remember being a kid, and all I wanted to do was hurt dad the way he hurt me. Yeah. And it was literally one day to the next. You know, I've seen that man on his hands and knees crying, and it was one day to the next, you know, and that was my doing. I did my damage, and all because I was stubborn because he hurt me for so long in my life that I wanted to get back. And as a child, you shouldn't feel that way. And when like the divorce happened, it was like our parents regressed in age, and Hunter was raising dad, and I was helped raising mom. We were all raising each other. And as children, you should never raise your parents. Or as a kid, we shouldn't have to sit here and I shouldn't be ten years old and having to protect my siblings. Yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't that wasn't my job. That wasn't our job. That was we we're meant to be children. We we're meant to be kids. And it's just and I think that shaped it all and that shaped everything how I know that's how I, I spiraled out and went crazy because I never got to be a kid. I always had to take care of somebody. Yeah. And then you grow up and you're just kind of like, damn. well, damn, that sucked. <laughs> well, that, that was terrible. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Oh, man. When I started seeing uh, my therapist, Brian, my best friend, 
Right. He's my best friend. Dude, that's not healthy. <laughs> let's talk. Okay, April, next week, let's go ahead and talk about these unhealthy relationships that you have. Right. <laughs> you have attachment I have attachment issues. issues. Dude, the attachment issues are real. <laughs> All you're listening to me. <laughs> Let me be in love with you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh. When, uh, you know, I went off the, as soon as I started seeing Brian, I just dove right in. There was no like, hi, hello, whatever. It was just like, here are my issues, fix them. And uh, a lot of, a lot of my childhood, our childhood is very, very, very repressed. It's locked away behind steel doors and barricaded and uh, for whatever reason. I don't know what reason, but uh, the memories I do have, I would tell Brian and I would talk to him about, you know, uh, my relationship with his dad and all of this shit. And he's like, how the fuck are you so goddamn put together? And I'm like, but Brian, I'm not. That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's why I'm talking to you right now. Help me. <laughs> I, I think that uh, the way that daddy was so cold uh not that it's like all you knew that's all I, yeah like there mm-hmm. was no and you know despite mom going off the deep end after the divorce she did what she had to do to make sure that we were more or less taken care of like i know i don't she made you work at 16 to pay bills that you shouldn't have had to do i sold guns you did shit never... that you never had to do it was never your responsibility she was she should have been able to do it on her own mm-hmm. but when and even before the divorce you know she she did what she could because y'all would fucking pick on me about my butt teeth she <laughs> got me braces beef and then what happened i never wanted <laughs> and now guess what they're crooked <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes but um i never i never felt like i had a choice other than to deal with my bullshit because despite daddy being cold and mom being mom, they always, they had, they, they portrayed it as if they were dealing with their shit. When they weren't, they were repressing everything, suppressing and it, it all. And then it comes back to like how do we marry our parents? Ah. Uh, mm, that comes back. Mm, it, but yes. that also comes back to you because it. that's all you knew. Yeah. But all we know. Mm-hmm. I know for a good while, a lot of the women I dated, I dated them because I had mommy issues. Sorry, mom. We talked about it. I forgave you. We moved on. <laughs> but that's a, lot of the, you know, that's a lot of the issues. And I acted the way I acted. Not, I'm not saying my dad wasn't a man. But the man I grew up with was all I knew how to act. Yeah. Was acting like a son of a bitch. You know, that's that's how I knew how to act, you know. And it was not fair. It's just like you, you were a nephew. And you were in that relationship because that's what she knew growing up. Yeah. That's what she's, you, we go after the love we think we deserve. Yes. <laughs> when you, See, when you, that's what I was you, thinking. When you beat and batter someone so many damn times, you call someone a dumbass enough times, they're going to believe they're a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Plain, plain and fucking simple. Yeah. You call someone stupid or you give them all that unwanted love, you're going to pursue what? Someone yep. who cannot love, who cannot possess that emotion. Because that's all you love. know. That's all you know. And again, we were children. We were kids. 
we didn't we didn't know any better. None of us know any better. And we talk about it now and we can talk about it openly and feel comfortable and not be upset. Like you for, did you forgive yourself for everything that went through in that time frame? Did you move on from that? You realize I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what I don't want when I went through my phases with women. I know what I don't want. I know what I want now out of life. And I know who I don't want to be like, you know, I, I think we've been someone we hated in the mirror. We look in the mirror and we became someone and I, we know that it's not, that's not what I want. And there's a, a quote that I've seen, you know, be the person you needed when you were a child. I love that quote. Be that person you needed when you needed as as a child. And I think that's like with me, why I'm involved with the girls or do mm-hmm. things and try to, you know, try to help or try to do this or try to do that because we didn't have that. Yeah. You know, they, our parents did it in their own weird, weird way. But man, sometimes it wasn't enough. No. But that kind of goes, because everybody has those thoughts, you know, like I want to be better than my parents were to me. Oh, yeah. So then it makes you think like, how are you supposed to have any ill feelings towards our parents when it's like are they trying to be better than what they their parents were to them yeah. like it's a it's a full circle i had a conversation with mom uh on our way back from uh pleasanton kind of regarding that stuff about how she was uh, i guess post divorce probably yeah I don't remember the whole conversation. No, no, no. Uh, we were talking about not right now, April. Oh, yeah. April, not right now. April, not right now. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys want to hang out? No, not right now. <laughs> Maybe later. Uh, growing up, you know, it was just me and Kelly. And then Hunter came along. And Hunter and Kelly were both very... They got all the attention, you know. So it was a very not right now april like i needed something mom would tell me not right now it is a huge stem on my abandonment issues on my attachment issues i know this because of brian <laughs> um but i like she she was apologizing to me about uh, for it which was like the first time moms really apologized for anything um and uh she was saying she was she was she was trying to explain it and being a parent now i understand yeah you know i have two kids i have one is very low maintenance one is very high maintenance now we're dark because kelly broke the light um <laughs> <laughs> but oh uh, the light died the light died okay i guess we're gonna stay dark or we're gonna turn on the light right um well, as a parent, I can see it. I understand she never meant it. Maybe she did. She said she did it. But she never meant it like she didn't have time for me. She was just in the middle of fucking doing something. Yeah. So with the kids, Sawyer's super, super high maintenance. And there's a lot of times Temperance is trying to tell me something or she's trying to whatever. And Sawyer is overpowering because she doesn't know how to shut the fuck up, to be frank. Uh, love her, but she does not know how to stop talking. Um, and instead of using, I will not use the phrase, not right now, because of how that made me feel as a child. 
you know, uh, everybody loves to tell me how much mom and I are similar and it drives me fucking batshit because I don't want to be like mom. I don't. You know, there's too many things about her that just... Yeah. Everybody calls me Roy Jr. Yeah. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter shouldn't be Roy Jr. You are Roy Jr. Like, thanks, guys. Sucks for y'all. But because of the way... And mom, mom didn't want to be like her parents. And she wasn't like her parents. She was very proactive in our childhood yeah. she was always there for everything she supported us even when she was fucking tired mm-hmm. she uh, she was at all of our <laughs> she games she did. did she did a lot for us and uh but she didn't see the neglect that she was doing because she was too focused on that mm-hmm. which it happens it there's happens. not there's, there's not parenting there's, there's no parenting not, but there isn't. Um, there, there's not you know so with that I take the the things, the damages that our parents instilled on us, and I'm trying to prevent that from being on my children, mm-hmm. you know, because there is the nature, the 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 the, the, the kids are naturally a certain way, mm-hmm. but but do you feed it? You know, do you yeah. feed the dark parts and the you it's like the whole emo situation mm-hmm. with temperance. All everybody's just kind of like. You know, watch that. You mm-hmm. need to watch that because we went through that phase. Mm-hmm. I was a cutter and I went through that phase. And it's, you don't want to nurture it, nurture it too much. And it causes her to jump off the end. But you also want her to be your own person. Correct. You know, and that's where as a parent, you just have to be vigilant. Is that yeah. the word? Yeah. yeah. You keep an eye on them. And when things start going a little south, you know, you when- step in and you say something. Before uh, before I split with Spencer, Temperance was very much in her room all the time. She kept to herself. She was very quiet. She wasn't her weird little self. And I think it was her feeding off of how not well I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, after the separation, I took... I, I the, the reason, one of the main things with the separation is I was neglecting my children because I was too focused on my side. Mm-hmm. My, my big side. Me, me, me. Yeah. And that's not fair to the girls. No, uh, being selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, we would like we talked about it. We've gone. We've seen what selfish parents can. Yeah, do. yeah. We, and we saw it. We saw it for years. Well, after the separation, I threw my ass in therapy. Now I have my best friend Brian. And uh, not supposed to be <laughs> April, yeah, what are you gonna do when he cancels an appointment? <laughs> what do you do? In the world, the end of the world, uh, start crying in the shower. <laughs> regress back to childhood. Oh, uh, but I started spending a lot more time with the girls, and I took the time to do stuff with just me and Temperance. Um, and it's showing in how she acts on a daily mm. basis. You know. She she's she's a quiet little girl. She likes to keep to herself. She doesn't talk a lot until she does, you know. But she is reserved. Mm-hmm. She's very very shy. But as a parent, I'm not going to feed. I'm not going to nurture the quiet. Yeah. I'm going to respect it. Yeah. But I'm also going to hey baby, come talk to me. Let's mm-hmm. cuddle up. Let's mm-hmm. what are you doing? Show me your drawings. Like, and exactly, let's... and I think that's what a lot of parents mess up, screw up on is that you you nurture that, you know, like he made a joke. Where were we at? That I would, took long showers, and you were sitting there. Well, you used to take long showers too, and I was like, "Yeah, because I was bleeding out in the shower." You know, like, <laughs> that's not funny. Jokes about it now, but yeah. like back then, it's just yeah. yeah. And our parents, 
they let me do that, mm-hmm. you know? And you may not realize it. You're like, oh, they're just taking the long shower, but you're not checking up on them. And that come, you're nurturing that darkness. You're well, nurturing now that. that. Now that you think, like, you bring that up, Temperance does take long showers. I yeah, let her long. Like, naked half the time. So yeah. No. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I periodically knock on that door. Yeah. Yeah. I knock on that door and I make sure she's, you know, she's, she's, okay. she's okay. Absolutely. Because she, who knows what the hell she's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the privacy of your bathroom with the door locked. Yeah. Yeah. And at least, you know, if she's going through something. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's just when I, when I was young. Yeah. When I was younger, I was, oh, I was quiet. I was a quiet yeah kid mm-hmm. until unless i knew you yeah. and nobody ever got me out of being quiet nobody ever like mom always went and she ordered my food for me because i didn't want to talk to the people at the yeah I, dude. <laughs> I, I know as it should be but yeah. uh-huh. nobody ever got me out of that like taylor go do that for yourself go talk to those people and now so, you're Princess, princess, princess. Now, when I have to go talk to somebody to order food, I freak the hell out because I don't have that experience of like that you're supposed to get when you're 10 years old going to like order your own stuff. That awkwardness, you know? That yeah. Out of your shell. And I think that would be another great topic to have on future podcasts is how I dealt with my anxiety or depression. I tackled it yeah. head on. I hate being in crowds. I absolutely hate it. I hate being around people. I do not like it. You know how I dealt with it? I forced myself going into crowds. You know, you force yourself into situations that you know that you are going to have to conquer. And that comes back to uh, you need to become more, not more superior, like superior than who you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you need to, our goal in life, I think a human's goal in life should always be, you should better, always be better, be than, you better were than you were yesterday for everything. Yeah, even if it's just the smallest thing, like doing the fucking dishes, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Taylor, I'm not talking to people. Yeah. God, you used hey. to go crazy when you would do that, dude. Don't be rude. Hey, but look at you now. You're on a podcast talking to strangers. I know I am I never ever gonna listen to this because I'm gonna hear my voice and it's gonna make me cringe. I know so you're hard. Gonna, like, chop and edit all of you're it. You're gonna so be I like delete. So this is never delete. Gonna... I hate all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Can we like put voiceovers or something? Change our voices. We'll change our voices. Blur our faces out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what funny. was it, Maury or or Doctor Phil? Where like the, the, oh, the dude. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's absolutely, and I think all of this comes back to nature versus nurture, like, it, with our children, with us as adults, who we are now, and our minds, and the way they work. Kids are impressionable. Mm-hmm. And even then, if young adults don't mature, they don't mature and grow out of that, even as adults, man, there's 30, 40-year-olds that I know that, they run with the crowd, mm-hmm. because yeah. all they know how to do, they don't know how to think for individuality, you know? Well, it's a big thing going on right mm-hmm. now. Everything, everything going on right now in the border. Yeah, you. It's two sides. Two sides battling each other, and they're just going head on, and they're both screaming and raging, and nobody's trying to come up with a fucking solution. No, nope. I nope. was about to say. I think that's the most frustrating part is that everybody's sitting around saying, "Look at this! Look at this! Look how terrible! Whatever! Whatever!" Yeah, sure, that might be it horrible, but 
what are you if it's so horrible why aren't you trying to fix it what Mm -hmm. you're sitting behind your phone you're scrolling and you're retweeting but you're not doing anything you're not donating money you're not actually getting educated on these things you're just you're just talking about it and you're not making a difference at all Mm -hmm. be the change you want to see in the world and i think you know you want to sit and work on yourself and be better it's like crying about depression and i think a lot of that when we were kids you know like we said earlier is like we go after the love that we think we deserve Mm -hmm. and we love these people or want to be loved because it's fixing that hole that's inside of you you look for this love to fix yourself thinking love is going to fix fix it someone else's love is going to fix you when in reality it's your own love that fixes you it's yep. your it's that and it took myself to realize realizing that when i learned what self-love was when i pursued my own journey and became a better person and I didn't learn that from my parents. I didn't see that from them because they were all about, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to get you back. Mm-hmm. You're hurting me. I'm going to hurt you, you know? And that's not what it is. No. That's not love. That's not, that's not the way anybody should live their life. And that's not what kids should be seeing. I think it's funny that, um, here she comes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, the things that we learn from our parents by their mistakes. I think it's it's wait, just wait there. Wait there. Wait there. Come on, baby. I'm so tired. BRB. <laughs> oh Sawyer. Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. And I think that all it's important to I learn. I think what what the thing that gets me though and is Yes, you. in a lot of cases, it does come down to, like, how you were brought up and the things that you saw. But mm-hmm. what do you do when somebody goes out and they rape 15 women or kill, like, three people? And then you go and you track it back, and they had a good life. You know, mm-hmm. like, their family, they had money. They, they, they had- were loved. <laughs> they had so many people around them, and yet they still went out and they did these things. Mm-hmm. so the, what where did i mean were they just were they born that way were they born to be terrible people like and it's just like anger dude anger like i knew dad is always being angry and getting mad about situations and you know that flip of a switch of turning to a normal person to anger you know yeah. everybody's human everybody has a a breaking point a pushing point and Man, I remember my breaking point was I sat and said I wanted to kill myself and dad and Hunter took off to Mexico. Yep. Oh, and left me there like that. And it kind of made my breaking point hit realizing I'm not enough. Yep. I'm never going to be enough. So I continued slicing my race. I continued cutting myself up. Then it took our mom seeing it, seeing my cuts. And I remember mom handing me a knife saying, here, you cut you cutting yourself is like you cutting me. You do yeah. it. I sat and cried. I don't think I've ever had my heart break like that, knowing that my mom wanted me to hurt her the way I was hurting myself. But you yeah. don't you don't think about it that way, you know? You don't think that I'm doing this to myself and you don't think that it's hurting other people. Because it, when you're in that moment, you don't think that anybody else loves you or that anybody else cares about you. So you're doing this. You can have all the love in the world and still be a depressed person. Yes. That's the misunderstanding with uh, mental disorders is that 
it's so much more than that, but it's also, you can take a pill to make yourself feel better, but you also have to work at it yourself. It's, you- it's not a long-term fix. That's not, it was never meant to be a long-term, okay, you're done. Like, it's supposed to help rewire what's already screwed up so that you can actually get somewhere with yeah. it. It's that extra little push of like, all right, here you go. I helped you. Now figure out what's going on and fix it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's sad, man. It's just all we can do is hopefully this podcast can reach someone that needs help, you know? Yeah. And our main goal with this whole podcast is we want to drink bourbon and, yes, cause controversy and go crazy with it. You know, we want to bring people on and go have at it. But I think also we want to be able to reach people. We want to be able to make it okay to talk about these things. You don't have to go on Facebook and cry yourself a river to get sympathy from others. I don't give sympathy towards people like that. People that cry on Facebook and stuff, I, I just can't. I can't do that because you look like a whiny baby. Yeah. You have a problem? Dude, call me up and let's talk about it, man. Man, let's sit here and do shit out and talk about it because all you're doing is you make yourself look weak. You know, you're, what are you doing? Yep. Real better. Life can throw all the curveballs at you, and you can keep striking out, keep striking out. But that one home run, you hit that one fucking home run. You can see the ball hit the bat. You are going to always want to continue to hit that ball. Yep. That you get that high, like you got a tattoo today, and you're on that freaking high, and now you get. Oh, dude, it's freaking great. Yeah, dude, you look at it now, man, and you just feel that power in it. You know that that you gave yourself power, and that's what it's about. And unfortunately, all of us, all four of us have gone through a lot of shit. Yeah. And, you know, there's still a lot of things that we have to overcome, that we have to heal from, that we have to deal with, people we have to forgive. Mm -hmm. But I think, in my opinion, that all four of us are trying to. Yeah, we're doing the best we can. The best that we can to the best of our abilities in whichever way that we Mm -hmm. are capable of doing. And... um, one thing that we've all inherited from fuck knows where is we're pretty good at talking about shit. Yeah. yeah. And if our story, our trials and tribulations can reach somebody and the words that we choose happen to trigger something in their, their mind and their heart to inspire them to make that change, to make that effort to be better, then hey, fucking hell yeah. There's something that I've been living by when I started my journey with Norse paganism and self-power and fuck equality and all this other stuff. And there's this guy that I listened to. His name is Paul Wagner. And he said, light, ignite a fire so bright that you can drag people out of the darkness to your light. And do not let those people put out your fire because there is going to be people that want to put yeah. out your fire and take away the greatness that you are trying to create for yourself and you just throw them sticks on it you throw that fuel and you keep going you got to keep fighting keep fighting the good fight for yourself and for the people you care about around you yeah. and that's all that's all you can do i mean one of the biggest things that i say a lot to people is you are the most important person in your life your family your best friend, your significant other, your kids, Mm -hmm. they're all going to leave eventually in one way or another. Yeah. You know, however it may be, they move away, they leave you, they die, whatever. 
all you have is you. Yep. And if yep. you're broken inside, you're never going to be able to hold on to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to get lost. In, in, It'll be in, that old man drinking himself away at a bar while yep. my left me, so I come here and get drunk now. Yeah. Well, that's something real proud of, yeah. you know? Like, and a lot of the younger generation, like, oh, that's fucking awesome, you yeah. know? But, but it's, it's not. not. But it's, it's not awesome. No, not at all. Not. I mean, I like to sit at the bar and treat my stars away sometimes. Everybody But it's not, it's not who I am. No. You know, when you're that person that does that all the fucking time, that's not something to be proud of. I fucking love to drink, but I drink because I just enjoy it and I'm having a good time. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge shift on where I was five years ago. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Five years ago, I was drinking to forget. Mm -hmm. I was drinking because I was so fucked in the head that I didn't want to deal with it. You know, I might still drink sometimes to, to not deal with it in that moment. But for the most part, I'm handling my shit. I got my best friend, Brian. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't make things, negative things, your identity. And that's, that's a huge part that people are doing now. I think people really, and I hate to say it, because not to take away from people that do struggle with mental illness, because I, I get it, but I think it's also becoming such a trend, in mm. a way, of like, ooh, you're depressed, ooh, depression season's coming up, like, babe, that's not cute, that's yeah. not cute, because for the people that really do get depressed during a certain time of year or are depressed 24 7 you are taking away from them yeah. you're taking away from the seriousness of it's getting cold and it's getting close to christmas and people are going to start killing themselves you're taking away from that by yeah. saying "Ooh, it's cute and quirky it's not it, it's a it's a trendsetter and people i think people have become too addicted to simply oh yeah mm -hmm. people have become very addicted to yep. simply they become addicted to anything, anything now that you become an addict to, you know? But I think if we, if, if we again come back to make a difference in someone's life saying, look, look, we've conquered this. Yeah. We, I've conquered addiction. I've conquered depression, anxiety, suicidal tendencies. You conquer it, you know, you, you've conquered from being a drunken mess to, you know, being a half drunk. Mess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Taylor, you've accepted who you are as a person, and yes, I'm a lesbian, and you don't sit there and hold that resentment to yourself anymore. You you conquered it, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a it's a really beautiful thing, you know. There's you, we don't all of us are we don't kind, we're all stuff. we're all kind of mentally unstable in our own way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we don't we don't allow it to control us. Yes, yeah. and I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. Even people, you know, people will sit and say, well, you're being selfish because you're like, I conquered this today. You know, there's one thing I'm absolutely proud of is being almost five years sober from drugs. Like, that is such, and I don't give myself enough credit don't. for that. I don't give myself enough credit. You don't give yourself enough credit when you, you weren't drinking for a couple months, you know? You don't give yourself enough credit, you know? You realize when you have that drink, then you're like, oh, I'm going to give myself credit now, you yeah. know? And it's like, like yep. ah, do you give yourself credit when you're not having yeah. that. I think people also... <clears throat> somehow the word selfishness has become such a like negative thing and like it is sometimes but also it's okay to be a little bit selfish and to to be proud of yourself and to do something for you you know like it's okay to do that and that it that doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you're selfish and don't care about anybody else well i was having a conversation about um you recently when you were going through 
um, a really, really, really tough time and you chose yourself instead of helping your significant other through her tough time. Yeah. And because of that, your relationship ended up ending. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. It sucks that the relationship ended, mm -hmm. but the fact that you chose your mental stability yeah. over anybody else, a lot of people see that selfish and it is selfish, it is. but it's selfish in the right way. Yeah. Yes. Have to help somebody else when, when you, you are, you have nothing left to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and know? I think that was a lot of problems like growing up that I've realized that all of us have done that is we let people take things from us mm -hmm. that we cannot yep. get. Yep. And now that comes back to us, the way we were raised and we were growing up. You, we allowed these people to, we thought it was love. Mm -hmm. We thought it was love getting knocked down and not being able to get brought back up. You know, mm -hmm. it's normal to get beaten. Now I'm not saying beaten like child abuse, but I'm beaten as calling someone a dumbass, man. Yeah. Calling someone, you know, worthless or, all you fucking do is stay in your room and read a goddamn book. And, hey. you know, like, but you don't realize, you, as a child, you tell a kid enough that they believe it. They believe they're worth it. You believe I, not now is literally your whole fucking life, you know? When you step finally said no, right now, yeah. you know? And a lot of people can't do that. And I feel like it's just, it's become normal, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I am very proud of uh, that took me many, many, many years to develop is having a voice. <coughs> if I have an opinion, I fucking say it. Yeah. If I, whatever, the, whatever it may be, uh, my relationship with Temperance's dad, I didn't have a voice. I couldn't talk to my family. I couldn't anything. I couldn't speak unless spoken to, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it, and that came and, to and you, growing up. Growing we did not up. have a voice growing up. Correct. We felt like if we spoke up about something, the repercussions of it was was greater. It wasn't. Dad was going to ignore us, and Mom was going to try to figure out and understand what she can do with it, and then put it off. Yeah, you know, and that was what we thought was yeah. normal. So we had no voice. It's better to fucking stay quiet and let it eat, eat at you alive. Or especially if it was a disagreement. If you disagreed with something, <laughs> okay. no, not allowed. Yeah. So finding my voice, despite being silenced for so long is, is, is something that I'm very, very proud of. Sometimes I'm a little much, mm. but <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes, mm. you know? I think that the thing with you though, <laughs> is that, <laughs> ew, I did not like how it sounded. I think that you pretended for so long that you did have a voice because I remember being, I don't even know how old, but being younger, being like 10 or 11 and I would look at you and I'm like, okay, I can see that you're pretending that you have a voice and that if somebody says something to you, you're done, you're going down, blah, 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 whatever. That's cool. But it wasn't real. Oh, yeah. And for you, so for you to actually sit here and actually have your voice and to not just be pretending anymore yeah. is, the, is the amazing thing. Yeah, there's a lot of things that uh, I, I pretended for a long time uh, for outside purposes, whatever, that I'm coming into now as, you know, almost 30. Took almost 30 fucking years. But, <laughs> but she got there. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's better now than when I'm 40 or 50 and still setting my ways when I was 20. Like, that's not yeah. okay. 
Yeah. No. So thank you, Tay Tay. You're so sweet. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, nurture well, nature. Nurture versus nature. <laughs> and I hope uh, any of y'all that took the time out to listen to us take something from this today. You know, we're here. If you want to talk about it, I mean, open arms, dude. Like, seriously, it's it's okay to talk. So it's okay to converse about it. it. It it'll be all right. You'll get past it. Trust me, you will make it past. The more I can't, I can't, or I don't know how, I don't know how. You tell yourself enough times, you're never gonna get it. Your mind is the most powerful thing that you can possess. Absolutely. And take care of her, nurture her, mm-hmm. give her life. If you have a child that admires you, take care of them. You know, I don't. I like to drink too, and my nieces will not get in a vehicle with me if I've been drinking because. I don't want them to see that. I don't want to give that to them. I don't want to show that to them. If there's a child in your life that admires you, be that child's hero. Mm-hmm. You know, be your own goddamn hero. Save our children. Be there for them. Be the person that you needed as a child, like you said. Absolutely. You know, that person you, you craved. And nurture, nurture these children the way that you weren't nurtured. No. You know, like, nature plays a really, really big part on a person's being. But... If you can love someone, if you can be there for them, yeah, that nurture, I mean, give them whatever, choose to be a, a positive, a positive influence on them and help them grow and to be a better person. You know, yes, they're naturally a certain way, but that. But you don't know how much that could help them. You yeah, know, absolutely. just saying something kind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wow. Well, yeah. Well, wow. Y'all can take something from this again. Oh, nice and rambly. Um, we're gonna sign off. We're gonna try to drop a new episode every month, and that's our goal. April and Taylor are going to try to pick the next topic for our next discussion. Ooh. This shoots off, and we can bring people on and get real fucking controversial. Ooh, have guest stars? Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. Um, all right. Until next time. We are the Desert Heathens. Hey. Bye, guys. I think you have to hold it down. Um, how do you turn this? Oh, I don't know. I guess All right, we're going to sign off this podcast with Marcus Aurelius. I, we feel like he's somebody that we have turned to for a lot of inspiration. He's a great ruler of Rome. And April will read an excerpt from Meditations. In any given material circumstance, what can be done or said to the soundest effect. Whatever that is, it is your power to do or to say it and make no pretense of obstacles in the way. Y'all have a great night. Or whatever. Okay, now I gotta.